You're listening to the world-famous Chick Whisperer Podcast. And now, here's your host, Scott McKay. Okay, here we are. Another big episode of the world famous Chick Whisper podcast. This happens to be episode number 550. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to do it upright since this is a uh, nice round number. This is our 50th episode. And to celebrate, I've got none other than a new friend of mine, a guy who, man, it was long overdue to meet this guy. His name is Lance Mason. Yeah, you know who he is. He's the guy who's the big uh, head honcho over at Pickup 101. He's been in the game. He's uh, been all over TV, Playboy Magazine, MSNBC, USA Today, real famous for his Art of Attraction program, and he's coming to us from the Bay Area in California. Lance, my man, what's up? What's shaking? Hey, man. Good to finally connect with you, man. I've been, I've been hiding. I don't know how we haven't, haven't uh, done this before, but it's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, people have been trying to introduce us, I think, for three or four years, and it just finally came together. We had a good talk on the phone, visited, and uh, yeah, man, here we are, just two guys. You guys who are listening can think of us as always as two guys having a beer together talking chicks. And uh, we're going to roll out a pretty interesting topic today. And I want to go ahead and qualify it a little before we jump right in. Lance, this was your idea to talk about uh, women in everyday life. And I think this is a little bit different than another topic that we've covered before, which is day game per se. How do you kind of draw the line between day game and just toning up how you interact with women in everyday life? Yeah, it's totally different, Scott. Totally different ball game. And let me just say, I was I was one of the first guys really out there pushing day game. We were doing day game workshops in like late 2004. No one else was doing them, and I was all about day game at the time because it eliminated some of the big problems that I was having in what I was teaching, what I was doing, which is you know there's so many distractions in a bar. Women can't hear you. You know, even when you connect with them, they're from out of town. There's just all these problems. I want to eliminate some of those problems. So I went to day game. But there's still this problem, and the problem, Scott, is that you are blocking out a huge block of time to go out and, quote, meet women. And you're just working way too hard. And I'll tell you, man, I mean, I love meeting women. I, I love what we're doing here. I love, you know, the whole game. But I have other things I want to do, man. You know, I have all these hobbies I love, all these things that I love to do. And I wanted to create more time for me to just live my life. And what I found, Scott, is that it's actually so much easier when you just forget about going out and, and meeting women, but you just live your life and you're already ready, you're always ready for women to meet you. Amen, man. I'll tell you what. I've been married happily for almost five years now, and I still, guess what, have to interact with women every day of my life. I mean That's there's rough. an art to this. I'll tell you what. You may be a happily married guy listening to this. I know some of you guys are. Uh, just like I am, but you know, it's still nice to get upgraded to first class because you were nice to the lady behind the ticket counter at the airport. Your woman appreciates it when you can flirt with a woman. She's like, you know what? I got to keep her right there. Look at him go. Yeah, it's just pure interaction. That's all there is to it. So we're going to dig into that, guys. We want to get you guys ready to meet women wherever you go, even just if it's a simple interaction, even if you're not even attracted to this woman, you will have the skills to relate to women on the fly, which is what I think we're really covering here. Before we get to that, though, Lance, I've got a real, real sticky wicket of a voicemail here, and uh, I want to go ahead and play it for you and for the guys who are listening. This comes to us from Corey in Pittsburgh. Fasten your seatbelts, guys. Here's what he has to say. Hey, Scott, this is Corey from Pittsburgh. I'm calling for the Chick Whisperer podcast, this girl, Lindsay. Um, we had met through a mutual gay friend. I'd been hanging out with a good amount of gay people because they seemed to be able to hug me up with some really good-looking girls, and it always seemed to work out very well. Uh, she eventually got in contact with me and said that she was intimidated and overwhelmed. I work out, and she seems to be very intimidated now by... My body. I, I don't know what to think about it, and I'm not sure what to do about this girl. Maybe it's a lost cause, maybe it's not. I don't know, but kind of like her. And another thing, uh, another twist, was the fact that she thought I was bisexual, and that was also keeping her at a distance, which we sort of cleared the air of that last night. But I don't know. Maybe it's still in her head. Uh, let me know what you think. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. 
Wow. Wow, indeed. You know, that's something we've never covered before, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's break this down before I let you go ahead and riff on this. All right, Lance. I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, I know you're you're raring to go. (laughs) Here you have a guy, and uh, he has decided that a neat strategy would be to have some gay guys hook him up with women that they know that they uh, might think are attractive for him. Of course, they wouldn't have any interest because they're gay, but hey, she's a nice girl. She needs a boyfriend. Why don't you go out with her, dude? And on the surface, I think that sounds like a pretty cool idea, but here's the problem. He met this woman because a mutual gay friend, as he puts it, introduced her to him. But then there got to be some problems down the road, and this guy is thinking it's because he works out and because he's just built like a a GQ guy now that she's, quote-unquote, intimidated by his body. But you know what, Lance? I can't help but think that her uh, nagging suspicion that he was bisexual might have had something to do with that. And, you know, this might be backfiring on him just a little bit. What do you think? I think there's a deeper, deeper issue here, and I'm seeing a number of problems, other than the obvious one you pointed out, I'm seeing a number of problems that all have the same source, and I see it all the time. And, Corey, I want to talk to you. Corey... My advice is fire your dating coach. All right. He's getting information from somewhere. I know there are a lot of guys that teach weird stuff, but the real problem with Corey is that Corey is trying too hard on every level. And this is why I still go to bars and clubs when I want to, but I don't go to bars and clubs to meet women. And I even stopped going out in the day to meet women. I changed my attitude where, hey, I'm just living my life. And what I find is when you just live your life and you can flirt with women, you can seize opportunities that come up, you can have more dates than you could ever handle without trying at all. And Corey is trying too hard on every level. I mean if he just has gay friends and they, they casually set him up or whatever, but that is not what's going on here because there's a pattern here you know, where he's kind of scoping out these gay friends. He's getting them to kind of you know, be his pimp for him here. But he's also trying too hard and he's like out there you know, bodybuilding. He's probably not doing it for himself. Right, He's doing it because he thinks that's what women want. Women don't want that. Right, That makes men feel better. It's not what women want. And the big thing is if he is intimidating to her, I can tell you, Scott, he's doing what we call over-gaming. Right? He's talking to her. He's getting her to laugh, but then he's not backing off. He's still flirting. He's still bantering, and he's just like hitting her over the head with a hammer of flirtation. When she's like, I get it, you're funny, you're cool, like, can we get to know each other now? And he's not allowing that to happen. And that's what women mean when they say, you're intimidating me. It's not because you're too good looking, dude. It's because you're just trying way too hard on every level. Yeah, that's an interesting take. And now that I'm looking at it from your perspective, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if he could go out and meet the women he wanted to meet without a gay or a straight wingman for that matter – then he would not be so dependent on anybody setting him up with the women they know. He could just go out and meet women and really be the chooser just about every level. I like exactly what you're saying. And, you know, some of these guys, sure, yeah, they're uh, going to the gym and they're bulking up and they're doing it for the specific purpose of attracting women. And, uh, yeah, guys, when you're trying too hard, that's not really going to help you out. I do want to ask you point blank, though, Lance. What about this woman suspecting that he's bisexual? I mean, guys, look, you're going to have to record yourself on video and make sure that you're coming off in a way that a man comes off if you want to attract feminine women. So I don't know. I've never seen a video of Corey, but I can guess that in combination with hanging out with some gay friends, if he's starting to have some of those mannerisms and some of those ways that gay folks enculturate themselves rubbing off onto him – uh, I could even hear it just a little bit in your voice, Corey. You know, not hugely, but just a little bit. You might want to check yourself on that because <laughs> if you're coming off in any way like you're firmly ensconced in gay culture, women are going to suspect that you're bisexual. And that's not only affecting your attractiveness to women, women have reason to be scared if they suspect you're sleeping with other men. And hopefully I don't have to, you know, harp on that too much. I think we all know what that means. I mean, you can go to Center for Disease Control. Gay men have HIV a lot more often than straight men do. And yes, they give it to women. So I mean, there's a lot to think about here, Corey. Chime in. Chime in, Lee. Well, let me, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on on one point, Scott. And and I think that the mannerisms and the voice and whatever, he could have a lisp and he could be wearing a, a pink tutu. If he is being a man and he flirts with a woman and he's escalating appropriately, she will not wonder if he's gay. 
That's the bottom line. And here's the problem. The problem is he's not being a man. And, and this is some advice for everyone out there listening. If I'm at a party, if I'm at my friend's party, and he's talking to a hot girl, and they're best of friends, I will not allow him to introduce me to her. And I will not talk to her when she's talking with him. I will wait for her to be alone, and I will go up like a man, and I will talk to her, and I will introduce myself because I'm a man. And if I flirt with her and she starts laughing, and I start touching her hand, I start touching her shoulders, and she gets that vibe right away, she knows I'm not a gay man. She'll be like, oh, okay. I get what's going on. I feel what's going on. And I'm not a big believer in people changing, you know, necessarily parts of their personality. If you're just naturally effeminate, but you're out there and you're putting out there, you're working women, you're getting dates, you're escalating, you're confident, you're sexually confident, you have that inner confidence, that emotional confidence, uh, effeminate traits are not going to hurt you at all. And I, I think guys should just be who they are, but be a man when you're talking to women and it doesn't matter if you have an accent. It doesn't matter if you're overweight. It doesn't matter if you're short. It doesn't matter if you have a lisp. It doesn't matter if you have effeminate mannerisms. If you present yourself as a man and you escalate things as a man would, a woman will never wonder if you're gay. And I went through a phase, man, where I was dressing crazy, crazy. I've tried everything. You know, I was in the game. I, I did the whole hardcore pickup artist thing, and that includes dressing like <laughs> like a crazy gay dude. You know, and that stuff doesn't matter, right? If women can sense what you're after, they know you're not gay. They know what you're doing. So I would say be yourself, but be a man, dude. Do your own work. Don't have these gay guys hook you up. If you want to hang out with them, hang out with them. But introduce yourself and be a man. Well, I agree with you a thousand percent on the part of being a man. I mean, you have got to come off in a masculine manner if you're going to attract a feminine woman. Masculinity and femininity are what ignite each other. They're the building blocks of sexual tension, sexual attraction, whatever you want to call it. They're what polarize men and women. But we're going to have to agree to disagree on the pink tutus, man. I mean, I think <laughs> – look, I know you guys do this that nice wasn't stuff. No, that was an exaggeration. But uh... Well, I mean, I know you guys – look, I'm going to be fair here. I know you guys – are out there in California, you're in the Bay Area, and you know, people <laughs> will call in and you know, I'm a Texan, I'm pretty conservative, and people have called me a heterocentrist, whatever that is, and I wasn't even offended by that. I'm like, yep, I'm a heterocentrist. We talk about heterosexual men and women here. I've had guys, you know, who are homosexual, I've had women who are homosexual, I've had people who are transsexual call me up for coaching, and I've been very honest with them. I really can't relate to what their feelings are, where their attraction is coming from. I can help them at a certain level, but I just really can't relate to that. Now, women, I don't think they have anything against gay guys in general. I just think that they're not going to be as attracted, and I think this is where you and I are disagreeing. I don't think they're going to be as attracted if you come off in a feminine way. I mean, I've seen this reflected in college. I mean, I went to college on the East Coast. I didn't go in California, and I went 20 years ago. So... I don't know if things have changed. I know that some of you guys who go out and do night game, uh, you guys listening, and you too, Lance, of course, and have gone to bars and clubs and have had great success peacocking, dressing like Jesse the Body Ventura or um, dressing like Dennis Rodman. I mean, remember how he's – you know, yeah, have you ever yeah. seen Mystery? Eric Von well, Markovic. No one looks yeah, – I've been out with Mystery. I, I was out when he met Tyler the first time in the game. I was there, you know. And he dresses I mean, just like Dennis Rodman did. And no one looks at Dennis. No one looks at Dennis Rodman and thinks that's a gay man. I don't know about that. No, well, no woman. A no woman, dress, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just telling. I'm just telling you. What matters is the the sense that women get. And when women get the sense that this guy gets a lot of girls, he's only interested in girls. I mean, that's what they respond to. What about these guys out there who are actually teaching? that you can approach women and kind of catch them off guard by coming off as gay at first, what's commonly known as gay game. What do you think about that? Again, I mean, if yeah, you're not that guy, crazy. then they're crazy. Work? They're crazy. And I've done that and I've tried it. They're crazy. It's, there's so much unethical, you know, ideas out in the marketplace right now. I mean, when I started, it wasn't like this, you know, in 2004, it's like the people that were teaching this were people that were actually out there hitting on women, getting women, and uh, there are people teaching workshops that charge money. People come up to workshops, and if a guy's having trouble, they're like, well, just she's a prostitute. Just go hire her. Do whatever it takes. That's horrible advice. Yeah. So there's just bad advice out there. Agreed. And, Scott, that is bad advice. Um, but I'm just saying be yourself. Uh, you know, if you're a little feminine and you embrace it and you make it work for you and you're charming and women know that you're there to, to hit on them, you can really make that work. And there's tons of guys – 
I mean, all the rock stars do it. It works for them. Yeah, all so. the hair band guys from the 80s, man, that was a big deal. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Motley Crue may have had the long blonde hair, but it was more not a statement of, hey, I'm going to bring out my feminine side, but hey, I'm thumbing my nose at guys supposedly having short hair and, you know, then they wore the leather and everything. That was more by design. That was a marketing package for the 80s so that they would be rebels, you know. And it worked, like you said. I mean, no doubt about it. But I do want to comment on something you said about gay game. Yeah, if you're not really that effeminate guy in real life, that's even worse than being the effeminate guy naturally. You're just begging to be put in the just be friend zone when you have this feminine energy when you're trying to meet feminine people. It's not going to create a sexual vibe. It's going to create a, at best, neuter vibe where they're going to see you as a friend. And I think, you know. Well, you know, Scott, it's even worse than that. It's betrayal. When a woman oh, yeah. thinks you're gay, a woman thinks you're gay, and then she finds out you're single. She feels betrayed and lied to, and she hasn't even had a physical relationship with you yet. No question. So at, that, at that point, it is over for you. Yes, I've been there, and I've made everything work. That's one thing, man. You cannot make it work when one feels that you've lied to her to get closer to her, and you're not even in, in a physical relationship yet. Well, the premise is flawed from the get go. Yeah. You think you're catching a woman off guard, and you're making her respond more naturally and more positively to you. Because the assumption, I guess, is that women are going to be turned off by male sexual nature and masculinity when nothing could be further from the truth. These women aren't going to throw a martini on you because you showed up and you were male. They're going to be attracted to you because you show the masculinity. Well, enough on this whole subject. You know, I actually love what you said. I love the fact that you actually disagreed with me because a lot of people come on this show and we end up just having a big group hug. And I like it when guys come on. (laughs) Kumbaya. Kudos. Kudos for that. So um, let's go ahead and give this guy a prize now that we've, you know, beat up the poor guy. Corey, man, you're going to be all right. Go ahead and be who you are. I would say you probably need not to uh, have your gay friends do your heavy lifting for you. Lance would say keep your gay friends. I would say distance yourself a little bit from that when it comes to attracting women. But we're both in agreement that you need to go out and do your own heavy lifting. And uh, meet some women yourself, and uh, you know, actually, that lifting isn't so heavy. Once you get used to it, like we're about to talk about in terms of having women be a part of your daily life and you feeling comfortable with that, man, this is going to go gangbusters for you. I hope you patch things up with your current girlfriend. Now that she doesn't think you're bisexual anymore, I think she's probably going to want to ride you reverse <laughs> cowgirl style a lot more often, you know, if that's your deal. But anyway, what do we have as a prize for this guy, Lance? Sock it to him. You know, I was I had a different thing in mind, but I think for this guy, I want to give him a product I call Instant Introductions, and uh, it's actually a newer thing I've been working with, and it basically has to do with how I got women before I got in this whole game, before I studied this. I still had some success, and basically Instant Introductions is how I accidentally score with hot women. How to accident, It sounds funny how to accidentally hook up with women, but here's the deal. I didn't make any cold approaches. I certainly didn't have gay men set me up. What happened was... Women would come up to me, they would ask me about stuff that we have in common, and then they would even hint about going out on a first date before I would even ask and before I would even mention it. Um, so this is perfect for Corey because he's doing, you know, he's actually kind of instigating it all, but there's not other people involved. Um, he's making it happen for himself, and it's really easy. So, um, yeah, man, instant introduction. So, yeah, you'll hook us up with his information, Scott. We'll just send that to him. You bet. And you uh, bet. Corey, watch it and use it. And that's all you need, man. You can keep your gay friends. You can keep your life. But this will put you in the driver's seat where you're meeting women yourself. Um, but it's still super easy, and you won't have any problems. So there you go. Thanks for that, Lance. Corey, I'll tell you what. I got two things for you here. And uh, the first one is because we dropped the hammer on you a little bit here, I'm going to go ahead and give you a prize, too. I'm going to give you the full-on, full version of my brand-new program, The Difference, because I want you to have every edge so that you can go – be the man for this woman that you've met, you know, in every way possible. And, you know, this transcends everything we've just talked about for the last 10 minutes or so. And get some of those secrets that the world's best ladies men know and they've been keeping to themselves. I want you to have every advantage. The second thing is I hope after you get that program from me and Lance's program on accidental introductions, you will not fire your dating coach. Fire your dating coach before you listen to this, and then once you get that good information from us, I think you can stick with Lance and I. We'll point you in the right direction. I'll tell you what. Guys, you may be shaking in your boots about sending a voicemail to us, having heard what you just heard, but I would love (laughs) for you to send us your best question. 
make sure it's something that most guys out there can relate to. And you know, Lance, I have a sneaking suspicion guys can really relate to what we talked about here today. I mean, they've heard all about the gay game. They've wondered about all this. What is it women really want, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I know some of those guys out there are working on their persona a little bit more. But guys, if you have a question you think is going to relate to a lot of guys here on the program, who are listening, here's what you do, man. You pick up the phone, that's step one, and you dial this number, 210, that's plus one if you're outside the United States, 210-362-4400. Once again, that's 210-362-4400. You're going to want to ask your question very clearly and succinctly. You don't want to run your words together. You definitely don't want to be drunk or high when you leave your message, please. And also, be sure to leave us your first and last name, the city where you're from, and also... An email address, a valid one, please, so that we can send you smoke and prizes like we just gave to my man, Corey. Go ahead and spell out that email address when you leave it. Now, importantly, when you call the voicemail line, no one's going to answer the phone. It is a dedicated voicemail line. You can call it 24-7, 365 days a year, and uh, just leave your question and do so in peace. And if we use your question, well, hey, we're going to grant you a prize like we just did here or two. And guys, listen, we're going to cover this a little bit later, but if you want to check out what Lance has going on, I've set up a special URL where you can learn about uh, pretty much everything that's going on at uh, Pickup 101. I know he's got some uh, special videos he's going to tell you about later, and that's www.thechickwhisperer.com, front slash Lance, L-A-N-C-E. That's www.thechickwhisperer.com, front slash Lance. And by the way, if you want to learn about the difference, bring up www.thedifferenceinfo.com. Not to be confused with the difference.info. That's the difference.info.com. .com domains tend to be better. I'll throw up some of the instant introductions on that link too, just so guys can see. I won't put up the whole product, but we'll put up some stuff there so guys can kind of see what uh, what Corey's going to be getting into. I think it'll head him in the right direction. Seriously, you're going to give like a bonus like sample from that program? Just a bonus, you know, just for you, man, because I love you. Cool. That's how it works, man. Cool. Let's spread the love around, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good deal. Good deal. Women in everyday life, you know, guys make such a big production about having to learn all these routines, dress in a certain way, uh, do all these certain body language exercises. And all that's really good. But man, there's a time when you just have to relax and realize you're a man, she's a woman, you can interact with her in a certain way on demand at any time, and it will be okay. I mean, that's kind of the first thing you want to keep in mind when we're talking about meeting women in your daily life, right? Yeah, the real key, and just so you guys know how powerful this was, I basically got to the point where when I was doing workshops, I would kind of hit on women for the students and stuff, and i take their information and i throw it away. Because I wanted to get to a point, just to prove a point, basically what I did is for a period of about I think two months. I did it for about seven weeks or so. I would basically do nothing but three days a week. I would go to the gym. When I was done with the gym, I would go to the supermarket, and then I'd go home. And that period of time was the only time where I was allowed to actually keep the information and follow up with women that I met. Because I just wanted to show, like, really, if you go to the gym and you go to the supermarket three times a week, that is all you need to get more dates than you can handle. And the key is, the reason most guys kind of think that's not really possible is because you have to be in something called in-state. You have to be in-state. You have to be feeling good. And, and most guys are used to going out to meet women, whether it's going out to bars or going out to do day game. What they do is they go out, and then they spend like an hour getting in-state, you know, if they're lucky. Hopefully they don't have any bad experiences. Because if you had a bad experience, then you're knocked out of state the whole time. You're probably not going to have success. But if they're lucky, they warm up, they warm up, they warm up. They finally get in-state, and that's when they finally – have a glimmer of success. And what I realized is you can actually create your world so that you're always in state. And when you're in state, all the stuff that you talk about, Scott, the body language, the flirting, the smile, all the things that work happen naturally when you're in state, when you're warm, when you're kind of in this mindset that women are flirting with you. And what you can do is you can make that happen. You can literally create your world so that wherever you go, women are flirting with you. They're reminding you that you're a sexual guy, you're a fun guy, and when you meet a new woman, you're already there. You're right there in state. You don't necessarily need all the tricks. I mean, we give people the tricks, but when you're really feeling good, uh, things just work out, and I think we all know that intuitively. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, but to me, in my mind, I think you should sit there and warm up and analyze and visualize the situation when you're thinking about going and meeting a woman or talking to her about as long as it takes you to 
analyze and visualize what you're going to say and how you're going to carry yourself when you walk up to the counter at the oil change place. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, but that doesn't, sell, that doesn't sell products, Scott. Come on. How are we going to get rich here, right? How are we going to rich if we don't make this super, super complicated and tell guys they have to dress in ridiculous ways and say ridiculous things? Come on, man. You're killing me here. Well, Corey's already fired his dating coach, so I guess we're next. What can I say? You know, I mean, guys, it is that simple. Now, listen, Lance has got a point. You know, a lot of guys go out there and they're selling these big, complicated programs. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. There's a lot to know when it comes to the nuances of understanding women and being the kind of man who can keep a high-quality woman around. There are right things to say. There are wrong things to say, definitely. And all this body language stuff, all that stuff really does matter, and it's great to get to know that. But I think you hit a wall where that stuff starts taking precedence over just taking a deep breath, relaxing, and getting the job done. Lance, I call it failure to deploy. And it can be because of this over-analysis. It can be because they're trying to remember too many things they've learned or been told by some cool guy who's this pickup artist expert or whatever. But really, the first step is to go out there and make a run at it. Well, so I have a solution to this, Scott, that I don't think anyone's really been talking about here. Let's hear it. Because I noticed something, man. I kind of lived in this world in San Francisco where I had six roommates. They're always bringing girls home. I'm always bringing girls home. And I'm always going to the same places. One time I had a – I didn't do a lot of one-on-one coaching. I was kind of wasn't doing much, but I had one guy. He really needed it. He flew out, and we were doing the coaching, and he's like, man, this is so easy for you. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, everywhere you go, women are flirting with you. There are women around. Guys are having banter with you. Everybody knows you. He's like, if I had the life that you had, it would be easy for me to do what you do. And I looked at him. I said, it is easy for you to have the life that I have. And I started what I call Truman's World now. I started coaching him. Now I teach it to other people. And the idea is, have you seen that movie, um, The Truman Show? Absolutely. Jim Carrey. We're all like that. We all have this limited world. You know, We all visit the same cafe. We all go to the same supermarket. We all go to the same gym, you know, most of us go into the same office. There's this group of places that we go to more than once a month. And what you want to do is you want to be known in those places. You want to be known as the fun guy that's always flirting with everyone. He's just always putting a smile on everyone's face because here's the cool thing. When you get to that point and you're not in a good mood and you're not a fun guy and you just walk into the place to get a cup of coffee, you're not feeling good, you're not in state, there's going to be some cute girl, and I'll tell you what, she's going to flirt with you. And you know why she's going to flirt with you? Because you flirt with her every week. Mm-hmm. And the point isn't necessarily to hook up with that girl, although, hey, that happens, right? But the point is when you walk out of that and you're walking from the coffee shop to your office, what are you? You're in state. You're happy. You're confident. You've already talked to three women. You've already been flirting. You're already in state. You're already doing that thing that people – Dress up and go out and focus on. And you were even in a bad mood. You're at your worst, and now you're at your best. And so what I teach guys to do, one of the things I teach guys to do is just make sure you're flirting with people. Or if they're guys, you know, you're bannering with the guys. You should know how to banner with guys. And just create this world where everybody knows you as that fun, outgoing guy who's always flirting, always has something funny to say, because then it becomes true for you. It's like having a dating coach. Imagine if myself or Scott was following you around all day, making sure you were ready to meet women. You know, we can't do that, but these people are like your personal coaches because you see them all the time. You see them every day. And if you're not seeing people every day, well, that's the first thing you need to fix. You need to have places you go to every day where you're exposed to people, you're social, and that just keeps you in state, and then, man, everything falls into place. You know, there's two things I want to comment on based on what you just said. First of all, you said banter with the women and banter with the guys. I think you just fried every guy's circuit out there because we've been told that you tease and you kind of flirt with women. And now you're saying do that with guys too. I'm going to go ahead and just draw a little differentiation there. And if you disagree with me or you have something to add, please chime in, Lance. But I'm saying typically we as guys bust on each other and we banter with women. Guys tend to poke fun at each other. Like if you watch these sports movies or whatever, you'll see good examples of that if you're not quite used to hanging with your buddies like that. Stuff that guys do like in beer commercials to bust on each other, that's guy talk. When it comes to women, however, and how we talk to women, we've talked about this before, but really the essence of flirting is saying things, communicating to a woman in a way that would really feel awkward if it was between two heterosexual people of the same gender. So in other words, you're just talking to women a little bit differently. You're asserting more masculinity as women understand it into the conversation as opposed to, say, machismo, which is how you you and 
you and I, Lance, would hang out if we were fixing a car together or something. Yeah, it's different, and you know, a lot of guys. It's always disturbing to me when I see a guy who thinks he knows how to talk with women, and then he can interact with men. Because I know he's not really a social fun guy. He just kind of is pretending to, and he's learned some tricks. But he's not really tricking the women. So you got to know how to how to work with guys. A lot of guys don't. You know, a lot of guys don't know how to touch other guys. Like you, you can just go up to a guy, put your hand on his shoulder. What I do too is I talk to guys, and I'll bust on the girls, but I'm talking to the guy. I'll be like, oh my god, this girl has no idea what she's talking about, and right. she's. She's laughing. I'm still flirting with her, but I'm talking to the guy. So that's something I love to do is I love to flirt with girls by talking to guys. thing is I don't want to be the guy that is just there hanging out with guys. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm talking to guys, I'm still flirting with women. But I'm building them up. I'm not dissing them. I would never diss a guy because that almost looks like I'm insecure. Even if a woman's not in the room – and I'm just talking to a guy one-on-one at these places. I'll just bust on her and be like, oh, man, Shelly, what's, what's her deal? Like, you know, I'll be busting on her because I just want to be that guy that's flirting. I don't want to be the guy that's hanging out talking about football. Yeah, you bring up a good point there. You definitely don't want to try to drag other dudes down or through the mud just to try to make yourself look good in front of a woman. I mean, that's really douchey. You lose your guy friends that way and you – you know, you don't impress the women. They're not attracted. I mean, you know, that's something we do to each other in high school before we figure out how to be more evolved versions of little boys and we become men. You know, don't try to make someone else look bad to make yourself look good. That's not the kind of busting I'm talking about. It's more the same kind of teasing banter that really doesn't get personal that you would have with a woman, only the macho version instead of the masculine version, for lack of a better way to put it. I want to go ahead and say something else based on what you just said. Listen, guys, hey, I guarantee you, just like Joe Namath guaranteed Super Bowl three. okay, and I'm a Colts fan, so that's a painful memory, but, <laughs> well, let's make it this, just like Babe Ruth pointed to the outfield before he hit that home run in the 27 World Series, right? He called his shot. Let me call this shot for you. I'll guarantee you this. Any guy who is completely socially inept who woke up with a bedhead, okay, he probably brushed his teeth, but let's just say he's completely socially inept. He trembles in his shoes every time he gets in front of anybody in any social situation. He falls all over himself. He says the wrong thing, just kind of like Chris Farley in Saturday Night Live skits, you know, oh, man, I'm so stupid. He may even correct himself and say that in front of a woman. All of that crazy socially inept stuff, that guy, okay, If he's at least making the effort to meet women, if he's at least getting past his fear, his anxiety, whatever you want to call it, and talking to women, will succeed with women more often and in a more fulfilling way than any guy who knows everything there is to know about women, who has absolutely every aspect of game down, GQ-looking guy, incredible education, everything going for him, who never, ever goes and talks to a single woman. I want you to think about that because that could be your takeaway from this entire show. I want to just add to that because that's so true. you got to talk to women. you got to take action. I'm going to just say something else too. you got to touch women, and that's the thing. That's how women know you're in state. you got to be touching them. If you're talking to women and you're not touching them, that's where they wonder what's going on. You know, I mean, they probably won't think you're gay, but they'll probably think you're not interested or worse, you're a little scared and you're a little uncomfortable with women. Right, So you got to touch women. So I'll, I'll just say something that I always tell people in my workshops. I always touch women before I talk to them. The only time I would talk to a woman but not touch her is if there's a counter in between us. I'll teach workshops. There will be like 20 people. There will be the instructors and you know 12 students or whatever. There will be there's a lot of people. And I'll hold up a $100 bill. And I'll say this $100 goes to anyone who sees me talk to a woman that I haven't touched first. And no one's ever taken $100 from me ever. Now, I'm not talking about. You know, you just put your arm around necessarily without saying anything. But if you're going to say something to a woman, just tap her, touch her on the shoulder, get her attention. That's just what cool guys do. It's what women do. It's not really touching. It's just communication. You got to do it easily. You got to do it to everyone you talk to. And you got to do it early. And that's the key, man. If you can touch women, they're like, oh, this guy is comfortable around me. He probably dates women like me versus if you're talking to them. They're not really sure what your agenda is. Are you trying to get information? Are you just trying to chat? Are you interested but you're shy? They don't know. So you got to touch them early, easily, and you got to make sure you touch the whole group. You got to just be out there, get your hands dirty. (laughs) 
Well, you're not talking about feeling her up or making her feel sexually insecure. Absolutely not. I'm talking about touching her shoulder, touching her arm before you say something. And you can kind of see what's going on with her. Watch her react. What happens is women will touch you back. And when women touch you back, like she'll, she'll come and say something, she'll laugh, and she'll kind of touch your arm back. And then if she's touching you back that way, you can kind of move in and be like, oh, my God, this girl's so awesome. Put your arm around her for like a split second and then back off. It's all comfortable. It's all fun. But the important thing is she's like, this guy is really, truly comfortable with women. I can see that. Um, you know, I'm usually not a big fan of the whole Kino escalation thing where it's like, okay, you start by giving her a little light brush on the uh, arm and that leads to you putting your hand on her thigh and that leads to you getting, you know, in her shirt. You know, I think that's for little boys, but I like this the way you put it. Yeah. It's different. You're talking about something different. You're talking about general comfort level, not like, oh my gosh, she's a girl. I'm never allowed to touch her because men can't touch women. You know, you're sending a different vibe. I don't know. I would probably err on the side of giving her that 18 inch space once I'm talking to her, but I would face oh, her. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me, Scott. You're killing me. Oh, no, no. Me. I mean, I like women to touch me first. I like them just not to be able to keep their hands off me. But I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying about, yeah, okay, you just kind of like brush her on the shoulder and say, hey, how's it going? But you no, would do I that for anybody the else. Other, the way women, yeah, I do that with guys too. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing different. Picture here. Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. He's going to talk to a woman. He's just going to touch her lightly on the arm. He's getting her attention. That's how he communicates. Now, this isn't touching, right? That's the problem with the Kino escalation is they teach it as it's touching. This isn't touching. This is communication. This is how women communicate with each other. This is how confident men communicate. This is how you flirt. If I say something really mean to a girl, you bet I have my arm around where I say, like, oh, my God, this girl's crazy. Like, I'll just do it, and then I'll back off. Now, you said something very key. Before we move on, I want to make sure this is perfectly clear because what you're saying is correct, and it's not to be confused with what a lot of other guys are teaching. That is that you are touching as a form of communication to build rapport with this woman early on, as it were. You're not trying to get this to lead to something sexual as soon as possible. This is purely a communicative thing that shows you get it. Yes. The other important thing is it allows me to escalate the conversation in a way that I couldn't. Like one of my favorite things to do. I'm with you on that. Here's, here's an example, Scott. And anyone can do this. Trust me. Anyone can do this. As long as you're, you're comfortable just touching a girl gently on the arm, you're starting to touch more and more and more. Once you get to that level, you can try this and it'll work. And here's, here's what I do. And again, if there's not a counter in between us, right? If there's not a counter in between us, the first time a woman says something that I love, like she's a good cook, whatever she says that's good, I go, oh my God, you're my new girlfriend. Now, that sounds super awkward and weird. You can't just say that. But what I do is I go and I put my arm around her for a second. I'm like, oh, my God, you are so my new girlfriend. And as soon as she starts laughing, I back off. Now, I can't say that unless I put my arm around her. But I also can't put my arm around her unless I say it. The communication only works when the two things happen at the same time. And it communicates so much. It communicates this guy is so comfortable with women. He obviously dates a lot. He said something that was really forward, but then he was obviously joking because he came and put his arm around me. But before it became uncomfortable, he backed off. It's like he made me laugh. He got in really intimate, and then he backed off. So when I ask her out or when we kind of work out how we're going to meet later, she's like, I get it. This guy's confident. He's very comfortable with women, and he's never going to make me uncomfortable. Even though he's going to push things forward very quickly, he will never make me uncomfortable. And that is exactly what a woman wants in a man. You know, I have a confession to make. Obviously, I'm happily married, like I've already said in this show. My wife is very cute and very sexy and very feminine, and women tend to attract friends who are like them. So we have these tea parties or whatever you want to call them that my wife runs where all these cute, sexy little women show up at our house. And you know what? I'll walk into the kitchen and get my cup of coffee or whatever, and I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to talk to these women. And I can't help myself but be a guy, and I end up bantering with women just like this. And you know, one time, for example, I said something almost exactly like what you gave as an example. She brought these really awesome something to eat, like these sandwiches or whatever, and I grabbed one. And I took a bite, and I just looked up and said, who brought these? And it was this really cute little gal, and she's very young. You know, This is like a mommy's group, so they all have children under five, which my wife and I do. And uh, she was a particularly young mom, and she kind of like raised her hand sheepishly and gave me that little high wave that cute women gave. And I go, you're going to make somebody a good wife someday to her. And I just took the sandwich and left because I know she's married. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get that little gal to stop giving me attention every oh. time I ever saw her again. Poor Scott. Oh. 
I would, you know, I'm not even trying to do this. I'm trying not to do this. I'm just being Scott. I'm being the guy my wife fell in love with. I don't neuter myself in front of women because just like you said so eloquently before, Lance, that's not who I am. So why fake it? But yeah, I mean, when you do these things that you're talking about, when you say things that get women thinking about male-female interaction in that sort of way, it doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have to be even really flirtation. It just triggers in that woman's mind, I've got a man in front of me and I'm a woman. And he just made me feel a little bit more like a woman and that just makes a woman want to make you feel more like a man. And then it just kind of gets rolling like a snowball from there. It's not that hard to do. Yeah, and you can achieve so much more even with the touch, you know. I mean, you're talking about a reaction just to what you said. And you could say that because she was in your home. It was a safe environment. There's a lot of women around. But if you're talking to a girl you just met that you haven't been introduced to, to say something like that really early on, it doesn't work without the touch. It just doesn't work. And touch is really the difference between guys who talk to women and guys who have sex with women. That's the difference. And the thing about touch is if you're talking to women – for 30 seconds or a minute and then you start touching her, it's actually very awkward because she's yeah. thinking like, oh, my God, what changed? Is, is he like all of a sudden just hitting on me and before we were just talking? But if you go up to a woman and you start touching her right away and if she's with her girlfriends, you kind of touch some of her girlfriends, they're like, oh, I get it. He's just a fun, confident, flirtatious guy, how he interacts with everybody. And they're all kind of wondering, is he into me or is he just super friendly? But they're all comfortable with it. They're just kind of wondering, but they just know that's how you are. And so it doesn't bring up any red flags when you do it early. But if you're talking to a girl for five minutes and then you start touching her, she's mm. kind of like, oh, what's going on? What changed here? Yeah. Like, he's not that kind of guy, but now that we're feels like that sexual way. escalation. It feels weird. Yeah. See, what it you're talking creepy. about is adding another dimension to interaction. You're making it sort of 3D, not just the 2D of voice and visual, yeah. adding and that third why, yeah. sense to it. And that's why being in state is so important. That's why this idea of living your daily life with people who expect you to flirt with them is so important because it's really easy. If I just got my coffee and I kind of touch the girl's hand because I see her all the time and I always touch her hand, and then I walk right out of the coffee shop and I see this amazing woman, well, I'm there. I'm warm. I just talked to a woman. I just flirted with a woman, and I'm ready to go now. Well, you make an excellent point, and it was kind of a subtle one there, so I want to go ahead and hammer that nail home. Women expect to be flirted with. If you're a guy who does the best with what he's got and you're presenting yourself as a masculine man, women like this kind of banter. They like this interaction. They like to be made to feel like a woman, even if they are happily married and are never going to cheat on their husband. Nothing ever has to come of it. You just are that guy. She is clearly a feminine human being. You interact with her differently and it brightens their day. It lights them up. And so, yeah, I would say women do expect to be flirted with, and they're disappointed when you fail to deploy, gentlemen. Absolutely. Failure to deploy. Such a shame. Yeah, I'm telling you. You know, I wanted to mention before, I think a lot of these guys who listen are in the UK and places where they have BBC. There's a show that's run on BBC for probably about eight years now. My wife and I just discovered it because, of course, we're Yanks. We live in the United States. It's called Peep Show, and it has these two guys who are a very well-known comedy team in the UK. And what they do is they play roommates. And the one guy, he kind of looks like, for lack of a better description, a poor man's Matthew Broderick. Okay, He's not a very good-looking guy, but his comedic persona is he is absolutely socially inept. Okay, He has no social skill whatsoever. And his roommate is a lot more socially outgoing, but he tends to put his foot in his mouth and make a fool of himself, and he has absolutely no sense of responsibility whatsoever. Meanwhile, the guy who has no social skill is the one who's you know kind of trying to clean up all the time and whatever. It's sort of like a very, very twisted version of The Odd Couple. But anyway, the interesting thing about this show is the guy who is incredibly socially inept – he's got his eye on this girl, and he's just madly in love with her. She's a co-worker. And he does the most preposterous things, screwing up and ruining his chances, allegedly, with this woman. And meanwhile, this woman keeps forgiving him, as it were, and keeps showing a little bit of interest, but he just keeps not doing anything. And it's such a poignant example of how if a guy, even if he's just completely lost, if he has no skills with women whatsoever, if he at least goes out and tries Sometimes he's going to succeed, whereas a guy, if he does nothing, will never succeed. And, of course, 
you know, she's a coworker, so he's stuck with seeing her every day and this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, that kind of is what made me think of that whole scenario with that TV show because we're talking about everyday life. Don't want to lay the pressure on you guys. I just want to make sure you listen to Lance here. What he's telling you is these ways you interact with women are transferable to just about every situation in life. Yeah. And I want to say something too. Guys should not evaluate a technique by thinking about it or studying it. They should evaluate it by just trying it. Yep. And if you hear a technique and it doesn't work for you, it doesn't matter. Find a technique that works for you. Right. You know, if guys try my stuff and it doesn't work, well, move on. You know, move on. Find something that works for you. But it's really important to not just kind of overanalyze things. And the other thing that's important to do is if something's not working for you, just move on. Because, you know, I've run into guys, they learn something from someone else or they read something on the Internet and they're trying it and it's not working. And their solution is try it another thousand times. You know, there's, there's some famous pickup artists that are teaching things that I don't necessarily agree with. And when people say, well, I tried that and it didn't work, their answer is, well, I did this 10,000 times. And it works for me. So you obviously need to do it more. If you've only done it a hundred times, you need to do it another, you know, another thousand times and then it'll work. That's suicide. That's insane. Just try it out. Try this stuff out. And, uh, I'll give you guys a hint too, because a lot of guys, they hear about these techniques and I say, great, try it out. And then they call me and they didn't try it out. And then three months later, they still haven't tried it out. And you know what? If you hear about a technique and you're not able to try it out, it's a bad technique for you, just by definition. If you can't actually execute on it, it's obviously not working. Don't beat yourself up over that you're not trying this. Find something easier. Find something more natural. Find something that fits you. But any technique that you're not using that isn't working for you is a bad technique for you. I have this hunch that if guys went and studied Fortune 500 companies that have gone out of business over the last quarter century, the common thread would be management's view on things was if something doesn't work, do twice as much of it. Try it again, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think these guys are going to reach through the internet and bang me over the head with a shovel if I don't ask you to give us some very practical pointers on how to meet women at the gym and at the supermarket because you said very plainly before, Lance, and we glossed over it, that if you just went to the supermarket once or twice a week and you went to the gym normally, you could meet more than enough women. So out with it, man. Give us your pointers. Give us your best stuff on that. Awesome, man. Well, gyms are great. I love gyms. And by the way, I'm a girlfriend now. She's amazing. She works for Silicon Valley startups and makes ridiculous amounts of money and is super hot and gives me massages every night. And we won't talk about what happens every morning. But things are very good. I met her in a gym. I picked her up in a gym. And I love gyms because the hot women are always wearing headphones. And most guys are intimidated by that, which is why I love it. But it's actually super, super easy to deal with. And I'll tell you guys how to do it. By the way, I've got much easier techniques, but I just want to tell you what I do. And I see a woman in the gym with a headphone. I'll stand up, like I'll stand right in front of her. I'll look right at her, and I'll just point at my ear with one finger. And every time, they know what that means. They take their headphone off, and they look at me, and they're wondering what I have to say that's so important. I look right at them, and I kind of gesture at them. Usually, I'll just touch them lightly on the arm because I always do. Hey, do those things work? And I'm pointing at her headphones, and she's kind of looking at me confused. She doesn't quite understand. And before she can answer, I say, because, you know, I came here to work out, you know, and women are always hitting on me. They're always asking me out. They're always bothering me. And I thought maybe if I put some headphones in my ears, I could finally relax and just focus on my workout. And I'm doing it with a big, huge smile, and they laugh every time. And then I just go into wherever, whatever I do, whatever conversational threads I like to go, I go in from there. But that gets a laugh every time. That's how I met my girlfriend. I've had hundreds of dates. From doing this, that's what I do in the gym. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of guys view the gym in sort of the same light they view the beach. It's a little bit more intimidating to meet a woman there because the women just look so sexy when they show up. I mean, you're already getting a hard on looking at these chicks. When they're dressed in their workout clothes, they can look so good. But guys, you have to remember, she just sees herself as a woman. In her mind, she may as well be staying there with a sweatshirt and baggy pants on. And if you're not going to act like a little frustrated dude who hasn't gotten any and be drooling all over, if you can keep your composure, she will too, and it'll be fine. I want to throw that out, first of all. Second of all, while we're sharing things that have worked at the gym, you know, guys, you've been told never to compliment a woman, but you can kind of throw a little sideways compliment to a woman that shows she intrigues you while being just a little bit tongue-in-cheek with it so that she knows you're not needy and clingy. 
just before I met Emily, I actually walked into a gym and I saw a woman that I'd seen come in and out of there a couple of times who I really thought was sexy. You know how you can kind of shake your head and blink real slowly and just go like, uh, no, without saying, uh, no, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of look. Yeah. I gave her that look and I said, please tell me you're not here because you think you need to lose weight. <laughs> and I just looked at her and raised an eyebrow and went, huh, imagine that. And she just looked at me and she knew it was on. But she knew there was a guy in front of her. I mean, obviously, a woman wouldn't come up to her and say that unless she was like, oh, my yeah. gosh, what's your secret for losing weight, blah, blah, blah. Women don't even talk about that. But the fact that I would bring up such a sensitive subject and bring it up in a way that was clearly tongue-in-cheek, well, the conversation just got rolling. And again, you know, if that's said in a way that looks like you're really drooling all over her or something, it won't work. But if it's just a throwaway line, like you would say it no matter who she is, as long as she's skinny – then you know she'll take that as, yes, a compliment, but also not as a needy, clingy, pre-approval thing. So, yeah, that's another good one. I got one more for you, too. Sure. Those women, kind of, if I can make eye contact with a girl at the gym, and I'm like, I just kind of finished a set, or we just finished a class together, or whatever, I'll just kind of walk up to be like, oh, man, so if I do this a lot, chicks will dig me, right? With a big smile, kind of laughing, kind of touching <laughs> them on, the, and they just laugh every time. Because the idea, and it especially works because I'm actually not in, like, the best shape. Right. So, you know, I'm not in horrible shape, but I'm definitely not like a gym rat. So uh, that always gets a laugh, always gets a smile. Yeah, the only other thing, the caution that I would add with going to the gym is when you're actually in the middle of a workout on a machine like a Stairmaster or something, you kind of have to edit making eye contact with women in that situation because you're not in a position to act on it. So the more you kind of lock eyes with a woman and not act on it in any situation, the creepier it's going to get and the more you're just going to kind of psych yourself out. So I would avoid making eye contact while on the machine. But if she's on a machine, yeah, you can interrupt her. I don't think it's going to necessarily destroy your rapport with her. I mean, sometimes, just like you're saying, you can just kind of point to your ears, and that's the universal symbol for, hey, can you take your earphones off? i got something to ask you. And that'll be fine. But yeah, in between workout sets is definitely, without a doubt, the best time to get a woman's yeah. attention. How about the supermarket? Supermarket, man. Oh, I love the supermarket. Um, you know what I like to do? Women are in an aisle, whatever. Whatever she's standing in front of, I just walk up to her, I grab something off the shelf, and I look at her and say, do you know how to cook this? And if she says, yeah, I'd be like, oh, my God, you are so many girlfriend. That's awesome. I'll tell you what. And I'll just go on to whatever I'm going to do. But I got to laugh. You know, I got to laugh right away. If she doesn't, I'll kind of do the opposite. I'll be like, oh, man, you know what? I'm sorry. It's, it's not you. It's me. But I'm just not getting what I need out of this relationship here. And I'm kind of motioning to her. And she's going to laugh again, like the idea that I'm breaking up with her because she doesn't know how to cook whatever random item I grabbed off the shelf. And I love that because they're always in front of something, you know. Um, and it's always a lot of fun. You, there's a million things you can do. Another thing I love to do is um, walk up to a girl and be like, hey, you know what? Uh, I hate to be that guy that's like hitting on you in the supermarket, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm that guy. Yeah, sorry. You know, I'm pretty forward there, man. And they're always, yeah, but it's, I have such a huge grin on my face. I'm smiling. I'm touching their arm. They're super comfortable. They're going to laugh, right. and I can just go into whatever is fun to talk about. Um, that's just another thing to do. Just a million things, a million things you could do. Um, another thing I love to do is just go up to a girl and be like, oh, man. And she'd be like, what? I'd be like, no, you are way too cute to be. And I just let my subconscious, like, you're way too cute to be in a cereal aisle. What, what's going on here, girl? You need to get some eggs. You need some bacon. Like, get out of here. Come on, we're going. And I'll grab her hand, and I'll start walking. And she's going to laugh every time. Um, but I just love things like that where you know how it's going to start, but you're leaving it open to where it goes. Because then it's not canned. It's not fake. It's not weird. It's not you trying too hard. It's just you letting a conversation happen. Meeting women should be fun. It shouldn't be hard work and drudgery. And I think a lot of guys forget that. The only things I'm going to add to this whole supermarket discussion before we close up shop here, definitely figure out the best time to go to the supermarket. If you go at 10 o'clock on a weekday morning, you're going to see, you're going to see married housewives. Okay. You want to go. After work, like at 6 o'clock or early morning on a Saturday, maybe around noontime on a Saturday or a Sunday, you'll meet lots of women then. And the other thing I would add is here's something that's just absolutely money, okay? Every supermarket I've ever been in that was a decent-sized supermarket had aisles, and people just take their carts and they go up one aisle, they turn around, they go down the next aisle, okay? 
once you see a woman you want to meet, position yourself at the opposite end of the aisle she's on and go the other direction and make sure you'll see each other each time you go up and down the aisle. And the third time you see each other, you can say something to the effect of, look, you and I have got to stop meeting like this. Or, you know, if we're going to keep passing each other, I might as well introduce myself. Or you've got to stop stalking me or something like that. It depends on what you kind of read in her eyes as her personality type. But that never fails either because it just makes sense. It's a natural thing to say something to someone in that situation. You know what I mean? It's perfectly natural. That's a great technique for guys that are having trouble, Scott. But I'm going to flirt with a girl the second she sees me. I don't want to be the guy that saw her four times and gathered up the courage to say something. I want to be the monster that I am on that girl. I see a hot girl. (laughs) There's no hesitation. And there's no hesitation because I know how I'm going to start. Oh, my God. You look like the kind of girl. Boom. It's not like you stare her down three or four times. It's kind of like you're just minding your own business. Yeah. But you position yourself so that it happens and it becomes a natural conversation. Yeah, I think if you're staring her down like that, then you need to say something sooner than later. I would agree with that. That's not to say that you have to be on point and in state every minute of every day. Give yourself a little bit of a break there. But still, it is big fun and totally the natural and expected thing on women's part that you do it to go up and talk to them and meet them in your everyday life. Now it's time for the lightning round. You ready for this, Lance? This is a regular feature of the show now. Sure, man. Let's do it. I've got six questions for you. Just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. What's on your iPod? Uh, Skrillex. Skrillex. Woo. So got it, man. Dubstep, Electro House. Awesome. Sweet. What's the best movie you've seen recently? Um, I'm going to go with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, man. Can't get enough of that. Very good. That's definitely a guy thing. What are you having for dinner tonight? I am having kimchi soup, which uh, only my girlfriend makes. It is a specialty of the house. You can't get it anywhere else. Outstanding. What kind of beer do you drink? I drink port, baby. Sorry, man. I like pale ale. If I'm drinking beer, I'm drinking pale ale. Good stuff. A little Sierra Nevada out there in the California area. Sierra Nevada is Sierra Nevada's good, man. That's the spicy stuff. I like that stuff. What's your ride? Uh, I've got a Boxster. But it's super old, so it's uh, but it's fun, man. I live out here in the woods, so it's fun to cruise around in it. Now you've been talking about your girlfriend here. We know that you've had a steady girlfriend that you just adore for a long time. But what's the best thing about the woman you've been seeing lately? The best thing about her is that she is the most positive, happy person uh, that I know. And I have criteria for women. They have to be below a certain age. They have to be in shape. I can't date women that aren't successful, so she's very successful in the tech field. But I date a lot of women like that. I also like Asian women. It's, it's no secret. I've dated all kinds of women, but I usually end up in a relationship with Asian girls. It's just – I just love them. But um, the reason I stay with her as opposed to other women like her is her positive energy is amazing, amazing. She's so fun to be around. Everything is better when she's around. That's it. Man, that is worth so much. Emily is one of the most positive and mentally stable women I've ever met in my entire life, and absolutely, it's a huge, huge factor. Huge. Yeah. And she has a good family, which contributes oh, to the whole yes. stability, yeah. Yeah, when you marry a woman, you pretty much marry her whole family. Guys don't realize that, but you know, every bad mother-in-law, you know, like Fred Flintstone's mother-in-law situation that has ever happened, man, the guy just – it was a bad decision. Man, you've got to look at her family and take it all into consideration. We want to talk about uh, Pickup 101 here before we uh, sign off. And, uh, guys, I've already given you the URL. It's www.thechickwhisperer.com front slash Lance, L-A-N-C-E. And, uh, Lance, what are the guys going to get? What are they going to see? What do you got for them when they go to that URL? Well, they're going to see videos of the stuff we've been talking about. How do I approach women in a supermarket? How do I approach them in the gym? How do I approach them on the sidewalk? How do I approach them when they're running? Uh, you know, it's good that we talk about it, but guys have to see it. To really believe that it works. Uh, we got all kinds of videos of me and my instructors demonstrating that stuff. We've even got a, a hidden camera video of me literally the whole thing during the day just walking up, talking to a woman all the way to setting up a date. It's like a 12-minute interaction, and guys can see the whole thing. It's real. It's hidden camera. We had to get her to sign a waiver on the date afterwards, um, but it's the real deal. Guys will see that. They'll also see us. David D'Angelo had an event that I was invited to called The Man Transformation, and it was what you're talking about, everybody learning and not taking action. We took four guys, we coached them for two hours, and we sent them out in the streets of Santa Monica, and they were getting dates, they were getting numbers, and they never talked to women at all. And I want guys to watch that video because it's so easy to take action. You can take these tools, you can use them right away. So we got that video. We got some other videos, just a bunch of free training videos. My philosophy is I want guys to use the stuff, see it work for them. 
And then if they want, they can buy the products. But I want to keep guys moving with just the free videos, and that's what we've got for them. Right on. Sounds like good stuff. Guys, go there. Check out the videos. It's all there for you at this special link I've got set up for you, www.thechickwhisper.com front slash Lance. Lance Mason from Pickup 101. Thanks a million. Man, this has been one of the best shows ever. Lots of great, fast-paced content for these guys. Nobody's going to leave this show hungry, that's for sure. It's been fun, Scott. Thanks. And until I talk to you guys again real soon, this is Scott McKay from X and Y Communications. Until episode number 51, be good out there. The Chick Whisperer Podcast is copyright 2009 by X and Y Communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Be sure to sign up for the X and Y Communications newsletter at www.thechickwhisperer.com. This is Ed Royola speaking for The Chick Whisperer Podcast.